minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. 
Song from uh, Mordechai Shapiro here at JM in the AM. Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. <clears throat> uh, before that one, you heard Baruch Levine, Kum Hitalech, off of the Banimatem collection. Eitan Katz, for the Yerushalayim. You heard Od Yishama, done by Yehuda Green. Aryeh Kunstler with Coming Home. Oh, how did Ohad not make it into the playlist? Holy cow. Ohad had uh, Kol Hatzadikim in there. And the Regesh with Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday, one week away from our Pesach products program. You know how the whole year <laughs> revolves around our Pesach products program. So that's that's how we tell where we are on the calendar. Uh, we are one week away, a week from today, and we are welcoming uh, anybody out there who wants to um, 
toss uh, toss some questions at us in advance, whether it be by uh, email or on Facebook or messaging or uh, anything. If you want, or on the app, if you want to get us questions in advance, feel free to do so. We are one week away from the Pesach product show. It'll be 7.30 in the morning this coming Tuesday, a week from today, with our full panel here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning on this April 12th, day four in the month of Nissan. We're ten days away from the big holiday. Friday night next week is when the uh, Seder commences. 57 degrees outside with 78% humidity. Winds are west at 8 miles per hour. Morning rain and a high temperature of 59. And tonight, clear skies, a low of 40. Tomorrow, sunshine. High temperature Wednesday, 59 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 53 with a little bit of rain and thunder, we're told. 57 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Someone pointed out on our app, on the NSN app, uh, an amazing comment that was made toward the end of yesterday's show. I did not catch it. I think I logged off from the app. I must have logged off literally uh, a minute or two before this comment came through. At 8.49 yesterday morning, when Rabbi Kanelsky was a guest here at JM in the AM, someone wrote on the app, Rabbi Kanelsky, thank you so much for keeping me connected to Judaism during my non-religious days. I am an observant Jew now in no small part because of you. Wow. That is pretty amazing. Someone pointed out later on uh, on the app how incredible that comment was, and you can't help but agree with that, that's for sure. Tuesday morning at 27 minutes before 7 o'clock, we will uh, have uh, plenty more between now and 9 a.m., and, of course, great programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Um, Those of you who are inclined to comment on anything or everything, that's happening during this show. Make sure to install the NSN app on your phone for both Android and iPhone. And um, you'll have access to us, be able to comment. And uh, we'll be able to see exactly what you have to say in regard to whatever topic here at the Nahum Siegel Network and JM in the AM. Uh, and don't forget, tonight is the 9 at 9, which means if you go to the uh, 9 at 9 tab at the very top, of uh, com, you can vote right now for the top 9 and 9 for tonight that's going to be conducted by uh, Yossi Zweig it's going to start at 9pm eastern time that gets worldwide attention so you want, may want to check that out and you can vote if you go to the 9 and 9 tab at the very top of com. you'll see the entire page and just follow the instructions and enjoy David Gabe is next you're listening to JM in the AM
שיש אלוקים, והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם שומע
Wasting time.
in the AM with Benny Friedman Vahaviosim Ure done by Moishi Menlowitz off of the Sheer Double CD. You heard Eighth Day in there with Hule. Vaata, that was Simcha Liner, Yaakov Shweki's Mamin Bini Sim, David Gabe Hakol Latova, Mordechai Shapiro in there with Schar Mitzvah, a great brand new song off of his uh, debut album. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Tuesday on this April 12th, the 4th of Nissan, our Pesach product show one week away. You can comment on our app at any time during the show. 
Install the Nahum Siegel Network app for Android or iPhone, and you could do so. Yeshiva League Sports Update is 20 minutes away. Elliot Weiselberg is going to be taking care of that. Yeshiva League Sports Update just 20 minutes away. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. Boker Tov from JMNAM. יעל, אלמנתו של רחבם זאבי גנדי, מגיבה לראשונה על תחקיר עובדה שלפיו זאבי תקף מינית לכאורה מספר נשים. היא דיברה עם יעל דן. גנדי נרצח שלוש פעמים. פעם ראשונה הוא נרצח על ידי מחבלים ארורים, פעם שנייה ושלישית הוא נרצח על ידי אילנה דיין שמנסה לרסק את שמו. מה שעובדה עושה כאן ולהתעלל בגבייה. עורך הדין גיורא ארדינאסט, שמייצג את מערכת התוכנית עובדה, הגיב לטענות. אנחנו מדברים כאן על דברים שמעולם, מעולם לא היו בתחום של הנורמה, מעולם לא היו בתחום האפור, הם תמיד היו בתחום השחור, אם הם נכונים. אני חושב שזה חשוב שהדברים האלה יובאו. משרד האוצר מתחייבים להעביר ל-11,000 ניצולי שואה את הקצבאות שלא שולמו להם על ידי החברה להשבת רכוש נספי השואה. רינו צרור שוחח עם סגן שר האוצר איציק כהן. אנחנו נעביר את הכסף הזה מיידית, לא נחכה. זאת אומרת, הם לא יקבלו רק את הכסף לכבוד פסח, אלא הם יקבלו לא, 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 כל לא, מה יקבלו, שמגיע לא, להם, 9,000 לא, שקל. כל מה שמגיע. האוצר התערב התערבות מהירה, והוא שילם את הכסף מיידית, התעלם מהמחלוקת בשתי החברות האלה, הוא אחר כך יבוא איתם חשבון. או על ידי פירוקם המיידי לאלתר, או שהדרך אחרת. אותה בת שנה וחצי נפצעה קשה מכוויות ביישוב כסייפה שבנגב. צוות מד"א פינה אותה לבית החולים סורוקה בבאר שבע, שהיא סובלת מחבלות בראש ובחזה. מסר כתבנו רמי שני. שר התחבורה ישראל כץ תוקף את יושב ראש ההסתדרות אבי ניסנקון שמגבה את שביתת בוחני הנהיגה ואומר הוא מונע מלחצים פוליטיים. הוא אמר את הדברים בסיור בנמל החדש שמוקם באשדוד. אני חושב שיושב ראש ההסתדרות צריך להשפיל מבט וחבל לערב כאן אינטרסים פוליטיים של בחירות ההסתדרות ודברים אחרים. זה לא יעזור, יושב ראש ההסתדרות חייב להפסיק את התמיכה שלו בדבר הזה, להפסיק לעודד שביתות. אנחנו לא נוותר ולא נשמר את המונופול הזה. כתבנו נטעי ענבי מזכיר כי שביתת בוחני הנהיגה נמשכת כבר ארבעה שבועות. יזמית הנדל"ן ענבל אור פנתה לבית המשפט בבקשה שרכבה מסוג ריינג' רובר לא יעוקל במסגרת פירוק אור סיטי נדל"ן. בבקשתה ציינה אור כי היא אם חד הורית לארבעה ילדים קטינים והוסיפה החזקה ושימוש ברכב אינה מותרות במדינת ישראל. בשעה זו נמשכת המכירה הפומבית במשרדיה של אור. כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי שמע שם את אחד הקונים, אופיר דהן. שמעתי בתקשורת ולבדוק את הציוד ולראות אם כדאי ובכמה כדאי, אם בכלל, לקנות אותו. רוב הציוד נראה די חדש, אבל הערך שלו הוא לא מאוד מאוד יקר. והתחזית גשם לפרקים מלווה בסופות רעמים, חשש משיטפונות בנחלי מדבר יהודה וים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורכת הדר קרפיול. התוכנית בחסות
In the AM, Aryeh Kunstler, Hashem Sefasai, before that Melech done by uh, the Stay With Me album uh, from the Waterbury Yeshiva, Hashem Melech. Thankful title track to Shalshelis Jr.'s brand new one, and Kolatov, it's Yomi Lowy brand new opening up the 7 o'clock hour. Tuesday morning, 20 minutes after 7 o'clock, uh, the basketball and hockey seasons may be over in the Yeshiva League, but our Yeshiva League sports update continues, and that's to the credit of Elliot Weiselberg who continues to report on what's happening in the Yeshiva League and all varied sports, and I thank him for that. Big shout-out to our friends up at Crown Trophy, Mike Feller and company, as they anxiously await the Yeshiva League sports update each and every week for good reason. Uh, so without any further ado, it's Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League sports update, exclusively here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, late-game heroics from the worlds of boys' varsity softball and girls' varsity soccer, and the results from this past Sunday's Esther Semelman Hockey All-Star Day. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Boys hockey took center stage one final time for high schools this past Sunday as TABC played host to the third annual Esther Semelman Hockey All-Star Games for varsity, JV, and for the first time, the junior high leagues in the day to benefit iShine. The middle schoolers led off the day as the New York and New Jersey League representatives gathered for a game that would be the first of its kind. JEC's Benson Kapustin would kick the scoring off midway through the first period, and the New Jersey squad would roll from there, picking up the 5-1 victory. In the middle game, the junior varsity squads from three divisions, the East, Central, and West, were combined and drafted onto two teams, light and dark. The dark squad got on the board in the first 20 seconds of the game with a power play goal by DRS's Daniel Sofer. Dark would pick up three more goals in the period with stellar goaltending from DRS's Jakey Friedman to hold a 4-0 lead into the middle frame. In the second, Light would attempt a comeback, outscoring Dark 3-2, but still behind 6-3 on the scoreboard. Each team would score one in the third as Dark took away the 7-4 victory. TABC's Ephraim Tiger notched the hat-trick for the men in black. Sofer would be right behind him with two. Finally, the Varsity Boys took center stage with East and West once again the represented divisions. SAR's Josh Rosenberg would notch the first of two West goals, but the East would battle back late in the second with goals from DRS's Jordy Hirschfeld and Rombaum's Daniel Yataki to tie the score heading into the third. But it would be TABC taking over the period for the West, as Zach Rothenberg put home a goal early, Golishua Bielin keeping the East shut out for the next ten minutes, and Yair Noller putting home the last of three West goals on the period to take the game 5-2. 
Varsity Softball has gotten itself into full swing, with 13 of its 17 teams having played a game, with several already at or near the midway point. Sunday saw Frisch in a doubleheader with SAR and JEC. In the game with JEC, score tied at 2-2, Cougar Yoni Potash crushes a grand slam to give Frisch the lead. JEC would score one, but fall well short of a comeback, as Frisch took home a 6-3 win. Potash would also homer in the 9-3 win over SAR as Frisch takes over the West Division lead at 3-0. Sticking with the Cougars now, the boys' varsity soccer squad handed the defending champion TABC Storm their second straight defeat on the season, outpointing them 7-6. The win gives Frisch 7 points and sole possession of first place in the West. Still looming, though, are JEC, who currently sit in third at five points with a game in hand on the Cougars, and Kushner at four points with two games in hand on the division leaders. No such uncertainty remains in the East, though, as the 7-0 Hank Hurricanes are the division champions. The Hurricanes clinched this past Thursday with a 10-6 win over Rambam. Mayor Levy dominated for Hank, scoring eight goals himself in the win. Finally, one from the That's Why the Games Are Never Won and Lost on Paper files in the Girls Varsity Soccer League. East leading 4-0 Ramaz fell in a stunner to 1-4 Hank, 11-10 in overtime. The Hurricanes had come into the game on a four-game losing streak, but were able to pull off the upset behind seven goals from Noah Benita, including the game winner. Ramaz still leads the East at 5-0-1 after knocking off Flatbush, but the loss now opens the door for Central, who are still undefeated at 5-0. If all goes as it should, the two will meet up in the final game of the season for both teams on May 3rd, with the division championship on the line. But if this game goes to show us anything, not everything goes as planned. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisenberg. Ich 
kommender Zeit reiset man hin. Tune from Avramo. It's Avram Freed. 7.30 in the morning, Tuesday, with 57 degrees. Some rain this morning and a high temperature of 59. Clear tonight, low 40. Tomorrow, sunshine. High Wednesday, 59 degrees. We're at 53 in Jerusalem with some rain and thunder in Jerusalem. Right now, 57 here in Jersey City. Good morning. It's JM in the AM with Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, and Esther Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A woman from the nations once fell sick. She vowed, if I recover, I will go and serve every Avodah in the world, every idol. She recovered and proceeded to serve every Avodah When she reached Pa'ar, she asked the priests, how is it worshipped? They told her, eat beets, strong drink, and then relieve yourselves before it. She said to them, I would rather fall ill again then serve an idol in such a manner. B'nai Yisrael were not so. It says in Devarim, Moshe said to the judges of Israel, Let each man kill his men who were attached to Baal Peor. You were attached to it like an airtight lid. This piece of Talmud is difficult for us to understand. Could it be 
that the masses of B'nai Yisrael were lower than this woman from the nations who served every Avodah in the world? Does the Talmud come to accuse, to be Mekatrig, B'nai Yisrael? The great Goin, Rabbi Chonon Wasserman, says, Chas v'shalom. The Talmud comes only to tell us the praise of Klal Yisrael. How do we know this? We are compared to dust, but we're also compared to the stars. When we go down, we go down pretty low, like the dust. However, when we go up, we go straight to the stars. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was once riding on a donkey, leaving Yerushalayim. His Talmidim were following him. He saw a girl picking barley grains in the dung of Arab cattle. As soon as she saw him, she wrapped herself and stood before him. She said to him, Rebbe, feed me. He said to her, My daughter, who are you? She said, I'm the daughter of Nakdimon ben Gurion. He said to her, My daughter, what happened to your father's wealth? She answered, The members of my family were not charitable, so eventually they lost their money. And where is the wealth of your father-in-law's house? Rabbi Yechelen asked her. She told him, The one came and destroyed the other. Do you remember when you signed my ksuba? Yes, Rabbi Yechelen said. I read in there that there was a million golden dinarim from her father's house, besides the amount from her father-in-law's house. Then Rabbi Yechelen ben Zakkai cried out, How happy are you when they do the will of Hashem no nation has any power over them. But when they don't do the Ratzon, the will of Hashem, He delivers them into the hands of a low people. And not only into the hands of a low people, but into the power of the cattle of those people. What does it mean, Ashrechem? Happy are you. That when they don't do the will of Hashem, they are handed over to the cattle of a low people. How is that praise? It is a simon. When B'nai Yisrael, the most exalted, when they go down, they descend to the depths. However, we learn from this, that when they go up, they reach the stars. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
נוסעים אותי. אף אחד סונקי קושים עד ימי המשפט, מואו המלך, אקפל נכנסים אותי. אף אחד סונקי קושים עד ימי המשפט.
just asked on the uh, NSN app if this is in fact uh, Shlemy Daskal's brand new CD. It's so nice, they add. Yes, yes, yes. Dance 2, Shlemy Daskal, Dance 2, uh, which he subtitles Not Shayach, <laughs> uh, has just been released, and uh, that is brand new here at JM in the AM. Shlemy Daskal for you Tuesday morning at 19 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Getting closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. A week from today, our Pesach products program with our full panel. Looking forward to that. Why not? Why shouldn't we look forward to it? It's an amazing opportunity to find out what's happening this year for Pesach, what you need to know in terms of products, and to ask your own questions via phone or email or on the app. Uh, ask your own questions about um, uh, products that you have questions about for this uh, upcoming holiday. Pesach begins a week from Friday night. Hope everyone's doing uh, fine and dandy prepar- uh, preparing for the big holiday. Morning rain with a high temperature of 59. We're at 57 right now. Um, yeah, not the best day, I guess, to clean the car, unless you want to wait till this afternoon. I've already uh, heard from many, many people whose cars are Pesach dick, and nobody can bring anything in there anymore. So some people get to it early, others wait for a good weather day uh, closer to the holiday. If you don't have the NSN app, install it now. You'll be able to use the uh, home screen to ask questions next week, and obviously to comment whenever you wish. On our broadcast, hello to Trucker Yitz, who's up in the Catskills, where he claims that it's 51 degrees up there on a rainy day. All right, that sounds good. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network is what you want to like. You want to like the page entitled Nahum Siegel Network on uh, Facebook. And uh, don't forget to tune in all through the day on the NSN app and, of course, at jmnam.org to our amazing programming, including a look at some of the communities in Israel you might not be familiar with. Uh, which happens on the OU Jewish Reaction Show at 9 o'clock this morning right after JM in the AM. Pretty interesting interview. And Panina Taylor from Kiryat Arba is one of the guests, and she has, for those of you who are familiar with her history, she has had quite a life bouncing around a lot of places and bouncing around a couple of religions. And she's very open and honest about it, and uh, I believe she's been on this show before. We get a chance to speak to her in the 9 o'clock hour on the OU Jewish Reaction Show, among many other special guests as well. Just make sure you're tuned in for that. Don't forget that the uh, Top 9 at 9 is coming up later tonight. You can vote on the Top 9 at 9 with Yossi's Wag by going to NahumSiegel.com and clicking on the 9 at 9 tab at the very top of the page. And uh, don't forget that ZK conducts a live lunch today starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org and the NSN app. Gives you an opportunity to uh, tune in and hear a great live lunch um, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Yidol's next. This is JM in the AM.
great tune from Yerachmiel, begun the Miami Boys Choir. Yerachmiel will be here next week in advance of Pesach because he has announced, as we've discussed here, the 100-voice Choir of Unity that's going to be on stage with Miami and with the Miami Five and with Simcha Liner on the night of Tuesday Cholamoid and the night of Wednesday Cholamoid at Brooklyn College. The 100-voice Choir of Unity, as described by Yerachmiel Begun, is the best voices chosen out of thousands from countless yeshivas in New York and New Jersey that are coming together for a show of Achtos in an unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. It happens at Brooklyn College both Tuesday night and Wednesday night, Chol Hamoid. And um, that's in addition to Miami and the Miami Five and Simcha Liner all together that night. So that should be very interesting. JewishTickets.com has all the information. That's JewishTickets.com. There's also an announcement about the Cholamoid Spectacular that's going to be happening at the Millennium Master Theater in Brooklyn, New York, on Brighton Beach Avenue. This is happening on Cholamoid Monday and Tuesday, starting at 1.30 p.m., a big three-hour show with uh, Uncle Maishi, the Torah Kids, Bello, NYBC, and Nachas all together. Five acts at the Millennium Master Theater uh, Cholomoid Monday and Cholomoid Tuesday beginning at 1.30. And again, jewishtickets.com is all the information. Go to jewishtickets.com and there is all the information. Yachmiel will join us next week. We'll talk more about that 100-voice choir of unity that he has announced for um, Cholomoid Tuesday night and Wednesday night. And plenty more, of course, here at JM in the AM. Closing out the hour with Mordechai Shapiro, brand new at JM in the AM.
I'm closing out the 7 o'clock hour with Mordechai Shapiro, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and on the NSN app. Uh, many of you might be aware at this point of a uh, major campaign that's going to start later today. Yeah, this is starting later today, and it is a uh, campaign on charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com. That's D-Y dot com, charity dot com, uh, which is dedicated to many, many amazing organizations and efforts uh, to help with at-risk at risk youth in our community, not just here in New York and New Jersey, but really everywhere. It's called the Pomegranate Day of Giving for Youth, Tuesday, April the 12th. It begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a giving day goal of $2 million. And to help explain all of this and also explain why this is so vital and important to our community, we have two special guests with us live via telephone. Haskell Bennett, well-known uh, advocate, activist, um, spokesman, for our community, he's a member of Our Place, a board member, I should say, of Our Place, and is uh, somebody who has spent a lot of time on the topic of at-risk youth in our community. Chasko, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Always a pleasure to talk to you and hear from you and uh, to be here this morning. I appreciate that, Rabbi. Uh, Arya Young is with us. Arya Young is executive director of Our Place in uh, based in Brooklyn, New York. Arya, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you as well, Malcolm. Very much appreciated. All right. So um, I'm not quite sure where to begin. Maybe we should start with the uh, with the nuts and bolts of this actual campaign. Uh, Haskell, Arye, um, uh, how did this all come about that there's now a pomegranate day of giving for youth? All right. Arye, take it away. Absolutely. So I think AJOP really were the ones on the key group level in the Jewish outreach world to come up with the notion of a giving day and having a whole bunch of organizations collaborate. And we really piggybacked off the concept because so many of the different at-risk organizations really work together on a day-in, day-out basis. We could have a young person who comes into our drop-in center. We may network with another organization who has a successful summer camp or a successful rehab. You might call in a different community resource for a crisis intervention specializes in an area that we may not. And there's already so much collaboration going on, both locally in the tri-state area and around the globe. And we really wanted to raise both awareness and significant money 
for these organizations. We have crisis intervention centers, drop-in programs, yeshivas and alternative schoolings. We have rehabs and recovery programs. We have the whole gamut, so to say, of organizations helping youth who are at risk, in pain, suffering on a day-to-day basis. And we really wanted to collectively bring awareness that this is not a program, a problem isolated to any individual community. It's not just in Brooklyn. It's not just in Lakewood. It's not just in Los Angeles or in the Midwest or in Australia or in Miami or in Eric Yisrael, all of which have representative organizations. But it's something that the Jewish community as a whole must step up to. We have to sometimes, before we reach out, at least in my humble opinion, to outside our community, we have to do what I consider to be in reach, look at our own kids who need a little bit of extra TLC, a little bit of extra care, a little bit of extra intervention, and put the community resources to our own children who may not be succeeding currently in the system. So there, there, are, the idea behind it. there are 17 tabs on the charity.com slash giving for youth. Some of them are shared by different efforts. You have about 20 or even more different efforts and organizations that are part of this. Um, it is uh, almost hard to believe sometimes that so many of these problems are in our community and that uh, children in our community need to be serviced with these services. Hasko, what could you tell us to open up our eyes in terms of what is going on out there and just how vital all these services are for both the New York, New Jersey area and what we would call the out-of-town community? Absolutely. Uh, Baruch Hashem, we have a thriving community, both locally and at home, our shuls, our yeshivas, and, and nationally and globally. Our community is growing exponentially, and with that growth comes challenges and comes issues. And unless you're just not paying attention, you see, we all see, that there are some people who are doing very well, thriving, they're having nachas from their children, and they're doing well. But behind the scenes, and sometimes very quietly, but not really so quietly, there are people who are struggling, children who are struggling, parents who are struggling with children, family settings, etc. It's not an isolated incident anymore. We can't just say, you know, it's just by them, but it's not by us. It's just in the outside secular world, maybe, but it's not in the firm world, the religious world. And as the problem of teens in pain, as they call it in the, in the industry, but really we know it as teens at risk, because that's how it really started, started to you know, show its face on a much more dramatic level. Organizations, like everything else in the Jewish community, we service and take care of our own needs, from Hatzalah, Chavra Kadisha, Piker Cholim, Pesach programs. In a similar vein, volunteers and activists who recognize the problem jumped into action. And before you turn around, here you are, 10 or 15 years into this quote-unquote kids-at-risk situation, and you have incredible organizations who, like Arya just said, who are servicing and helping families and children in crisis, and that could mean rehab centers, drop-in centers, Baruch Hashem for kids who are in recovery, recovery places where they could do 12-step programs, it's very foreign to some people, and other people are living with it day by day. And so at a certain point, we as a community uh, recognize that this is an issue. It's no longer in the shadows. It's no longer in the dark. It is part of life. Yes, a thriving community is doing well, but there are many who are not. By the way. Because they are not, mm-hmm. we have stepped forward as a community, 
And this incredible idea, which I give all the credit to Aryeh, who is the executive director of Our Place, who, who started this concept and is now leading this charge for 17 organizations to be able to fund themselves, not to go outside of the community, but allow each person in the community to step forward in a comfortable way to just help us to help ourselves. Costco Bennett, Arya Young, both with us via telephone. The uh, Pomegranate Day of Giving for Youth starts at 2 p.m. Eastern Time today. If you go to the uh, website now, charity.com slash giving for youth, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, dot com slash giving for youth you can see all the organizations that are going to benefit from it and you have an opportunity there to share the campaign and to ask for a reminder because i'm sure people want to be reminded after 2 p.m eastern time today to give uh Arye, i would assume that when someone gives the way these things work it is matched and even more money is made yes malcolm every single donation for all organizations is being quadruple matched which is the traditional charity pl- platform that means that if a person gives a hundred dollars, it becomes four hundred dollars. If someone gives a thousand, it becomes four thousand, and ultimately it's twenty-four hours or bust. You have one chance from two p.m. today till two p.m. tomorrow. Any organization that does not hit their goal, they will not receive any funds. All matching money and day of donations will be electronically reverted and returned to the initial sender. Hopefully, motivating people to reach deeper into their pockets to give a little bit more than they normally would have to make sure that their organization does hit their goal. And if people are not affiliated with a specific organization, there is the opportunity to give to an everyone fund, which will be split equally between all the different vital organizations servicing the Jewish community. We're five hours and 50 minutes away from its start. And when you go to the website, you'll see there's the uh, there are tabs that indicate which organization has the highest goal. You may want to help them, or the lowest goal may be more valuable to them. The closest to the goal, you may want to put someone over the top, and the furthest from the goal to help somebody who's far away from what uh, needs to be reached. The organizations that are cited on the site are Amudim, Safe, CBMI, Leif Shlomo, Our Place, and the Living Room Match, Aliyah, that is one that's uh, in Crown Heights, um, Keep the Center Going, uh, uh, Matara Therapy Boarding School, H. Tumid, BM Match, Project Extreme, Girls Loft, Aliyah Melbourne, BJX in Brooklyn, Takuma and Regesh, Retorno, Torah Youth Center, and the Saving Lives Foundation. It is quite a list. I'm telling you, most people listening right now, including myself, are not even aware that most of these organizations exist and how important the need is. Charity.com slash giving for you, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash giving for you. You can go there now, even though the campaign isn't started. Like I said, you could share it and you could ask for a reminder. So when it does start, you will be informed. And I would assume, uh, Arye, that um, just like we have been beneficiaries of the generosity and the vision of Mr. A. Bend at Pomegranate, I would assume if, 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 the, if the logo and the name is Pomegranate Day of Giving, that, uh, that he and his staff have been instrumental in helping put this together as well. Yes, absolutely. Abe has been both a friend of our place and the at-risk community at large for a long time. And I think our phone conversation, asking him to be involved and help cover a lot of the necessary PR costs to launch such a global campaign, I think the conversation lasted less than two minutes before Abe said, I'm in, and then he asked questions later, and he said, I'd love to jump at this opportunity. So, yes, Pomegranate has been a tremendous sense of support and a real partner in putting this together as we've reached out to all the organizations, and 
As I've told everyone who's participating so far, we put this together very, very quickly in three, four weeks. A lot of organizations were just coming off Purim campaigns or busy with Lagba Omer campaigns were not able to participate. People saw with the Kiruv Day, their first year they were at 1.3 million. Their second year they topped 5 million. We're hoping in our first year to top 2 million and, you know, Amir Tzashem in the coming years to really, really build this up and to include every organization across the Jewish community. Is Ike to West from Safe always points out in this, just this first year alone, we have Hasidish, we have Litvish, we have Modern, we have Out of Town, we have Syrian, we have Chabad. Every aspect of the Jewish community is really covered. And there's a lot of communities in Mirza Shem that next year and in the years to come will be able to unite in this effort as long as there is a need in Kal Yisrael. But as Haskell always reminds me, hopefully next year our place will close down and, uh, We'll be able to move on to other things, and the need won't be there. But unfortunately, for the foreseeable future, the problem is not going away. Siglok, who directs Amudim, keeps very, very close statistics on everything going on in the Jewish community. I think there's now 59 or 60 cases, unfortunately, since Rosh Hashanah alone, of either suicides or drug overdoses in the from community of people under 35 in the tri-state area alone. It's just going back to Rosh Hashanah. We're not at Pesach, 60 young people who are no longer with us because of issues related to at risk. And it's something which everyone needs to chip into. It's something that, you know, one kid in one family is suffering. It affects the entire family. It affects their extended family. It can destroy an entire family in so many different ways. And really, as a community, today is about reaching in, as a lot of our Lubavitch organizations call it. They call it Jewish inreach. Not only Jewish outreach, but space about Jewish inreach and really, really focusing on our own children, our own youth. Amir Sashem will be a very special and successful day overreaching our two million goal. Charity.com slash giving for youth. Charity, C H A R I D Y dot com slash giving for youth starts in under six hours from now. Go to the website now to put through a reminder so you remember to give at some point. I assume it's 24 hours, right, are you? You got it. In the 24 hours. Aryeh, uh, and we're speaking with Aryeh Young, Executive Director of Our Place, and Haskell Bennett, Board Member of Our Place, and somebody very familiar with the scene out there when it comes to at-risk youth in our community. Aryeh, is Our Place similar to what I remember from years ago, essentially a place in Brooklyn, New York, where where youth can feel safe to just show up one night or just you know come together and either get advice or a good meal or reach out you know on their own to somebody who might be of help to them? Is, is it similar to the same setup I remember from years ago? So our place, our boys drop-in center, which you're describing, is our most well-known program. We have multiple locations in the Brooklyn area with three different programs. We have our boys drop-in center where a boy can come in off the street, ages 13 to 19, get a hot meal, play pool, work out in our gym. But that's really all the candy to get them in the door. We have on-site therapists two to three every single night, Sunday to Thursday, 7 to 11. It's in those back therapy rooms. It's the meeting with the mentors. It's the retreat. It's the ski trips. It's the more extended bonding times where these young people who are struggling learn to trust adults again. They begin to grapple with their problems. Yes, the hot dinner and the pool table and the gym is the exciting part that everyone sees, but it's the follow-up work, getting the kid into a rehab, into a job, getting the kid back into a school. Most of our kids have dropped out of school. That's really where the work gets done. And for some kids, it could be four or five weeks till they say, hey, I've learned to trust this mentor, this therapist, or this Rebbe, and I'm willing to take their and get my life back together. For other kids, it can take a few years. We have no religious agenda. We 
We're not there to push the kid. We just want them to feel safe, to be healthy, to give them unconditional love and support. We have a similar girls program that's also a drop-in model. And one of our hidden jewels of the Our Place family is the living room, our young adults, 18 to 36-year-old recovery community, supporting those in 12 steps. We have an unparalleled rate of success, I think, on a national level, with 65% of our attendees reaching five years of sobriety, 82% reaching their first year of sobriety and living a clean and sober life. All three programs are both funded and a key part of the Our Place Umbrella Organization. They're all located in Brooklyn. We just opened up a branch of the living room at Muncie, which is our fourth division now, in addition to our hotline, which we do deal with about 200 250 major cases of kids that never step in our doors on an annual basis. So thank God we are there. Thank God our staff is really available around the clock doing their job and helping these kids sometimes in the most crucial of moments. Wow, unbelievable. And participating organizations, by the way, in the day of giving, we mentioned obviously to some in New York and New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn, Lakewood, other areas, uh, five towns, Flatbush, etc., uh, but there are also uh, participating organizations from L.A. and Toronto and Australia, as we mentioned, from Pennsylvania, uh, Miami, Cleveland. Uh, there are a lot of places being represented. Haskell Bennett, I'm going to put you on the spot because uh, I don't know if there is a good answer to this, but as somebody who has uh, all this experience and what you've observed over all these years, is there anything to say to the parents and community leaders out there? Is there anything to say to to people who um, are going through this situation on a, on a on a more public level of a statement, obviously I'm sure the things you would say to people privately you wouldn't say here, but is there a general thing you could say to our community as we collectively face these types of circumstances? Absolutely. I would certainly suggest and tell people that there is help available for people who are struggling. The first problem that people have is that they're not sure where to turn. They think that their situation, whether it's themselves or with their child, is exclusive to them and they're all alone. They don't know what to do. And oftentimes, their own in- inner circle, whether it might even be their love, it might even be you know, their close friends, they don't know what to do. Well, Baruch Hashem, for this crisis, there is help. And there are people out there, professionals, who are out there ready to help. And as you just listed off all these different organizations, each one is, is specific in what it is that they are doing. It goes from, from like small, large, medium, extra large, or, or, or low to high. Every case, every scenario is different. Every child, every problem is different. So I would tell people, A, there is help out there, and B, denial that there's a problem is not going to fix anything. So that would be my first message. And my second message would be, Ari is underselling as great as he he tells you the work that they're doing, and he does a tremendous job here. He's underselling the effort. The effort that is happening in our place that I have been witnessing for so many years and in the living room and Amudim and all of these organizations, there is a public, so to speak, public-private partnership. You have professionals, social workers, therapists who who are excellent at their work, being partnered with volunteers. Every Jewish community has an army of volunteers who are supplementing the work of the professionals. And so if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you want to join this army and you don't really have or you don't know how to help, today at 2 o'clock you can join the army and put your name together with the army of professionals and the army of volunteers in Kral 
who are taking on the serious work of repairing and helping our children. What is more precious than our children, Nachum? Nothing. We will do anything and everything to help and to secure our future. Well, dear friends, this is one of those times where you got to step forward and say, I want to do something. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be extraordinarily lavish. Just lend your name to this effort. And if everybody does a small part, four to one matching, that's pretty good. That's really pretty good. That is pretty amazing. Haskell Bennett, he's somebody who is uh, very familiar with what's happening in our community on many different levels and certainly at the at-risk section of our community. Um, Arya Young, Executive Director of Our Place, I wish uh, good luck to both of you. The Pomegranate Day of Giving for Youth is a 24-hour fundraising effort where your donation can be matched four times, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, go to a charity.com. C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash giving for youth. Charity dot com slash giving for youth. It starts at 2 p.m. today, Eastern Time, as we said. Uh, If you go there now, you can uh, put in for a reminder so you make sure to give once the campaign has begun. You'll see the different goals that all the different organizations have, and we want to make sure every one of them achieves the goal and that the $2 million million is raised in the 24 hours between 2 p.m. today and 2 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Arya Young, I thank you. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you so much. Regards everybody at our place. Haskell Bennett, always a delight as well, and I thank you. And and like I said earlier, um, we should uh, give a special shout-out to Mr. Banda and everybody at Pomegranate. I would bet there'll be people walking in there thanking him for uh, for helping to put this together, what will hopefully be a very successful day. Haskell, thanks, and a chai kosher v'sameach to both of you. Thank you, Nachum. When we when we launched this campaign, one of the first things we said was, we have to go on Nachum. <laughs> Nachum has the voice and has the ear of the entire Kali Yisrael, certainly locally and on the web. And so we're grateful that you allowed us to come on and share our story with you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate that. Good luck. Charity.com slash giving for youth. 22 minutes after 8 o'clock. My thanks to Arya Young and Haskell Bennett. This is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Split the C, that's uh, I.A. Kunstler here at J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, we'll be reading about splitting the C soon, a couple of weeks from now during Pesach. <laughs> uh, before that, Yaakov Shweki, Vahisha Amda. You know that, uh, well, it used to be that that song was played all year round, especially when it came out. Uh, but you know, if you hear it now, the big holiday must be approaching. The big holiday is approaching. It'll be a week from Friday night, Seder night. Wishing everybody an easy time preparing for the big holiday. A week from today, it's the Pesach Products Program. Why is it such a good program? Because we have an amazing panel. Really an amazing panel. And many opportunities for you to ask questions, including the um, the app, where you can comment on the NSN app and get your question through, including email, of course. Our telephone line will be open. Uh, you'll be able to uh, tune in, ask whatever you wish in advance of the holiday, and uh, get some good answers. My thanks to the OU, my thanks to Kedem, my thanks to Jay Drugs, to everybody who's represented here during our Pesach Products program. Oh, maybe Mayor Kruder will be here. Yeah, after all, he is uh, he has assumed the role as the official uh, JM and the AM Nachum Siegel Network photographer. And I want to thank him. If you go to Kruder Photography or just search uh, Mayor Kruder, K-R-U-T-E-R, or search Kruder Photography uh, or Kruder.com, uh, you'll see all the information about how he has taken zillions of pictures, great photos, and a lot of our photo albums, if not all of them at this point, that you've seen recently in the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page, they are attributed to him. So check it out and uh, enjoy all those photos. Um, yesterday I got, a, uh, I got an email from our good friend, listener Sina, and I want to extend our condolences to listener Sina and the entire family on the loss of her father. Um, someone I had the privilege and pleasure of meeting um, a little while back. Uh, and of course, um, now that Shiva is over, 
Uh, one of the things that the Cena has done is uh, hopped right back onto the greetings and announcement bandwagon to make sure not to leave anybody out. I, of course, went ahead. I went ahead and left somebody out by forgetting to make this announcement yesterday. So I apologize to Ira and Cena and the whole family. It's happy birthday number nine going out to Akiva Schreiber of Bayswater. Akiva, we're so proud of you. Can't wait to celebrate your birthday in person. Pesach's coming, and we are too. Love you tons. Hope you're having an amazingly happy day. From Bubby and Zadie, Florida, we know them as Ira and Cena Eisenman. Again, we wish them all the best, and I apologize for being 24 hours late on that um, on that birthday announcement. Miriam L. Wallach is with us live via telephone. We had an experience Sunday night that we thought was worthwhile sharing with this audience, especially the way so many people in this audience have asked us about the experience. We'll explain coming up in a second. Miriam L. Wallach, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. Can you believe it? Cena makes this effort at a difficult time to make sure to get me an announcement ASAP in time for birthday number nine for Akiva. And I forget to make the announcement yesterday. Yeah, when you when you just said that you had forgotten to make the <laughs> announcement for Cena out loud, I said, "Ouch." Yeah, that's but, a, um, yeah, that is a that. tough one. That is a tough one. <laughs> By the way, uh, someone came out. I, I don't know what the. Uh, I, I really hesitate to even mention this because I've no. I, I never heard of this source before. But I was just so proud that uh, someone came out with a list. Oh no! Of the top ten best kosher restaurants in New York City. And not only were our friends from Petopia on there, which was really cool. Yes. And a big shout out to uh, Kevin and everybody at Petopia in Midtown. Uh, oh, by the way, someone from your neighborhood was up there, Upper Crust. You ever hear of them? Uh, yes, I have swiped my credit card there many, many times. Yeah, they've made it to the list. And Abigail's and others are on there. And uh, congratulations, everybody's on it. But I saw Murray's Falafel. Could you imagine on first down? Yes, Murray's. So a, a big shout out to Murray. <laughs> At his staff, I don't actually. The truth, the, tr- the truth is, I don't think um, Murray's there anymore. But uh, the people, the people who have taken it over, have done a remarkable job at keeping it going. So we give them a very, very special shout out. I'm sure all these restaurants are going to be getting extra business between now and next Friday night. That's for sure. All that's right. Awesome. So, so we have the opportunity to uh, be backstage Sunday night with Jay Leno, and I'm a mo, I'm, I'm a most, I'm amazed at how many people are asking me, and I'm sure you're getting it as well. You know, what it's like, who is he, what you learn about him, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought that it would be a good opportunity to, I, I, I have a feeling this happens, you know, every time someone meets um, someone of this stature and magnitude. Well, maybe not every time, I guess it depends who it is. But, uh, and, and I know it's cliche-ish in a way to say this, but wouldn't you agree, one of the nicest guys you ever met? Seriously, I just said that this morning. Um, as I was doing my morning bagel run, and I was schmoozing with Joel Baruch from Gotta Get a Bagel, where you can basically find me every morning at 6.45. And he said to me, so what was, what was Jay like? I said, just the nicest guy you've ever met. I mean, and I was, I, I mean, I think he has a reputation for being nice, but this guy was over the top. <laughs> right. It was, not only was he over the top in terms of his generosity and his good-naturedness, etc., and taking pictures with Every single person who asked, and it didn't matter how many pictures they wanted. This person wanted on their phone and on somebody else's phone and on their camera, actual cameras, and this and whatever. And he accommodated everyone. He never said no. He did it with a smile. He did the selfies. And I'm sure you can appreciate how difficult it is, Malcolm. You know, you've been there also to make everyone happy. But he went above and beyond, and he was so gracious and at one point, 
Um, when, the sh- when, when he was done and he was off stage and the three of us, me, you, and Jay. Oh, were, yeah, me, you, and Jay were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were hanging. And, um, and he was eating pizza and just, like, relaxing for literally a second. And I said to him, in reference to having just donated an ambucycle to United Hustala on stage, which was an unbelievably magnanimous moment, I said to him, you know, that was really classy. And he's like, no, not at all, whatever. I mean, totally ma- minimizing the fact that he had just done this gracious act. And then I said to him, and you have taken pictures with everybody. You've never said no. I'm like, just that is unbelievably nice. Yeah, you and said looked, you, you said your generosity is amazing, right? Right, your generosity is amazing. And I said, and he says to me, better than being OJ. <laughs> and you and I crack up. Of course, I mean, what a great one-liner. Better than being OJ. I mean, four words. <laughs> four words that are just like hysterical but then I, I i said to you i'm like think about just how deep that is it's not just funny but it's actually an unbelievable commentary on on his ability to realize that before the grace of god go i he could be like so many stars so many celebrities who hit their high notes who hit the pinnacles of their career and then fall apart and end up in jail i mean there was just a crazy story yesterday that I saw on the news about somebody who starred in one of the Star Wars um, mega millions blockbuster hits who's now in jail and in psychiatric treatment and et cetera, et cetera. So when he says, better than being O.J., he knows that, that he could be in a totally different life. He could be in a totally different situation. Yep. And so does it hurt him to be a nice guy? Forget it doesn't hurt him. He appreciates where he is, and it was... Tremendous muster. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I cannot believe it. I'm telling you. Mary, uh, Mary Malwallach with us talking about Sunday Night Show. He did donate the Ambu Cycle, which was incredible. And what a moment. And it's going viral. And everyone is appreciating it and enjoying it. And what an impression it made. I'll tell you, it's certainly going to make a difference for Atsala. And then he went ahead and he offered that to anybody who gives a certain amount of money can come see his garage right. live right. and in person in Los Angeles, which is also pretty cool. And I'm sure it meant a lot to some of the car aficionados out there. And Maybe he has a uh, he might have a future in fundraising because I've never seen so many people cough up a thousand dollars that quickly. <laughs> well, when, I you, mean, when you have a cool trip like that to offer, <laughs> right, exactly. he's got a big advantage. And then two other things. One is that he listened to every one of my stupid stories about the Tonight oh. Show and Marvin Silbermans. He sat through every one of them, which was really nice. <laughs> because, because once I got on a roll and I saw he was receptive, I couldn't stop, frankly. And... <laughs> <laughs> he, even, he even figured he even figured out based on the lineup I told him and the situation I told him what year it was that I was at the Tonight Show, which I thought was pretty cool. Right, that was um, that was th- that whole conversation as a spectator <laughs> was crazy on a number of levels. The fact that you knew exactly where he was and he knew exactly where he was—that was pretty considering funny. how many appearances. But the other thing to mention, by the way, which is something you and I noticed, is his work ethic. Oh and, boy. Right. As early as you insist, and to your credit, as early as you insist on being at a venue for which you are emceeing or or whatever it is, I mean, Jay Leno was not going to be on before 9 o'clock, and I think the man got to Lincoln Center by 5 o'clock. Yeah, certainly by 5.30 he was there. Right. He was in the hall. Yeah, that was a, that was some, and took an interest, a real interest in Eighth Day in Lipa. And and the and the and the um, uh, and the uh, what what they mean to the Jewish world and how important they are to this audience. It was very cool. Right. How he, he was. It was I mean, not for, just jump on stage and start an act. 
And, right. and then this whole thing of actually getting onto the stage by ambu-cycle. I mean, <laughs> it was, you know, it must, have taken, it must have taken some planning, but it certainly was kept from everybody. Nobody in the audience realized what was going to happen and how it was right. going to work. It was very cool. The whole thing was Absolutely. really nice. Absolutely. And, and by the way, how many times have you and I been places where people walk around with their entourage? Oh, yeah, of right? course. He had nobody and with him. Nobody with him. Nobody with him. We were his entourage. We were, I'm telling you, we were his entourage. <laughs> right. We were it. Jay, you need some pizza? Right. Hey, you want a bottle of water? That sounds good. It's How about a Diet Coke? Yeah, it's all right. It's the like, funniest thing. I mean, low maintenance, easy guy, and also just really happy to just schmooze. And I, you know, and I, I hesitate a drop to say this on the air, but I'll, I'll say it in a way that, um, you know, he has a lot of observations about what's going on in this world, and he, oh. and he, like others, are very frustrated with the direction that some things in this world are going in. Mm-hmm. And let's put it this way, because I want to be very careful how I say this. As an observer of the 2016 presidential campaign, and he meant this generally, he did not mean this in regard to one party or one person, it was obvious that he meant it generally, based on the conversation we were having, he, he said that this campaign has taught him at this age just how dictators have risen in other countries and how, easy, right. and how easy it is for them to do so. And like I say, he said this across the board. I don't think he was happy with any presidential candidate. So he said it across the board and made that observation and made it in a much starker fashion than the way I'm saying it right now right. And, and pointed out how many, um, how many dictators, let's put it that way, have, or those who act like dictators, have come to power in this world in history with way less than 50% of the vote. Way less than 50% of the vote. Uh, you know, in, in terms of um, in terms of their popularity and and people actually voted for them in their country. So I thought that was very interesting, and that and that he, in his world of Hollywood, obviously that's you know where he's been all these years, that this is one of the things he wanted to talk about and one of the things that's on his mind. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, I thought it was. I was super impressed by him as a person and unbelievably blown away by his breadth of knowledge and his level of of intellectual thought. I mean. Yeah. They, like you and I were making comments, and we were all, you know, participating in some way, shape, or form. But he had insight. Oh yeah. I, I, I appreciate when I when I joke, not joke, but when I shared that that to me it's depressing that my soon-to-be 18-year-old, this is the first election for her to participate in, and and he's like, no, they're all like this. Right. Like they're, they're right. all miserable. First time he was 18, it was also like that, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. And and it was a it was unbelievable commentary. It also reminded me that he has seen a tremendous amount, and he's not just a comic. He is not. He doesn't just do stand up. We considering the number of people that he has interviewed. I mean, think about how it's influenced your life and your appreciation of of the world. I mean, it, it's. It's tremendous. Yeah, it was it was an eye opening experience, that's for sure. I um and uh, big kudos to Hatzala, United Hatzala of Israel and to the Walchuk family and everybody, all the other families and sponsors who were part of it. It really ended up being not just an entertaining and fun night with great music and laughter, as we said, but really one between that big donation from Jay Leno and the whole spirit mm-hmm. of the whole. Sp- I don't think anybody wanted to leave, and you know, I'm I'm asking people not to leave because it was a final presentation we made. I don't think anybody wanted to leave, frankly. It was just a good atmosphere there that night. Absolutely, uh, and the the viral video. Yeah, when I both shared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're wondering who's cracking up in the background of that Ellie <laughs> Beer uh, Jay Leno video that's gone viral from after the concert. Uh, it is uh, both me and Miriam Al Wallach, and uh, you could hear us in the background just, you know, cracking up at a great line from Jay Leno, oh. which you'll see if you haven't seen. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! But you know, I learned a lesson there. I can never refer to you as legendary. 
<laughs> yeah, because people will think you're dead. Exactly. At least based on Leto's interpretation. Oh my, that was super. But funny. my, but yeah, my, he just went along with it. But my great line got drowned out by all the laughter. It's a shame that your great line got drowned out by Leno's great line. Sorry, no. Well, not by his line, but all the laughter afterwards. Right, yeah. Well, he was pretty funny. He had a, he had a bunch of good lines that night, but I'll tell you, that outtake video was super. And by the way, folks, when I told him the Marvin Silberman's line from last week when Marvin was on about uh, him walking in with the with the 80-year-old rabbi in Rebbitzin, and Jay Leto sees him and says, my, the children have grown. When I, when I thought that, like, he cracked up. He cracked up in his own joke. Can you imagine? Right. He cracked up in his own joke that was told to us by somebody else on the air. Oh, anyway. that's how good of a line it was. <laughs> I guess so. You, when you told him about the things that fall out of the magazine? Yeah, I referenced oh. to him a routine that he did with David Letterman. Yes, I had the nerve to bring up David Letterman in this conversation. Right. It must have been 1985, 86, 84, somewhere in that era. And I reminded him of that night, and he laughed. He loved, he loved uh, recalling that, uh, that bit that he created and he pulled off. So, anyway. Yeah, pulled off. And it's almost like he couldn't believe, oh, yeah, that was a good line. Like, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Exactly. Right. He's uh, a tremendous man of humility, taught us, taught us a lot, and... Um, yeah, a, and actually, not only a fun moment and a fun night, but a lot of muster. Well, it taught me, when it comes to public figures, folks, you never know. You never know. Simple as that. Never know. Thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. A pleasure. Thank you, Malcolm. Enjoy your Tuesday. More coming up. It's JM in the AM at 14 minutes before 9 o'clock.
the AM. Great tune for Pesach at Shlomo Katz and Mehera here at JMAM. Before that, Espanacha done by Simcha Liner off of SL Volume Number Two. Closing things out with brand new Shlaimi Daskal at JM in the AM. Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a uh, wonderful Tuesday morning edition of JM and the AM. OU Jewish Reaction Show is next as we take a close look at some of the lesser-known communities to many people of the state of Israel. That'll be between 9 and 10 Eastern Time. And plenty more on the stream all day long, including ZK's Live Lunch starting at 11 o'clock. Make sure to be tuned in all through the day. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>